Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lebuff. I am in a splendid, splendid mood, splendid mood after watching my beloved Arizona Coyotes cash uh, better than four to one. Third biggest upset uh, since 2005, 06 in the NHL, uh, according to our database over the Toronto Maple Leafs in hilarious fashion. And I'm going to be joined by Nick Martin and Nick. We just saw a huge underdog cash on Monday night. So as always, we'll start with our favorite underdog play for Tuesday night. That'll be October 18th. We're both on the same one. That bodes pretty poorly, I would say. But <laughs> tell the people our well, ugly dog. to an extent on the Coyotes tonight. So yes. first off, congrats to you. And I'm excited because me and Mike had debated if we were going to record uh, before tonight's slate or after. And I think just the decision to wait is going to pump this whole podcast up a notch now because of what just happened for Mike. But yeah, I I think the Sabres tomorrow are a good pick. I think uh, Edmonton's defensive play has just been too shaky for me to to not see value at such a long number. So I'm in on the Sabres. I'm in on the Sabres plus the over. And I think the over six and a half by itself is a great play. Yeah, Buffalo, they're a team that I'm going to be playing a lot I think this year they played a strong effort last time out versus Florida they're very live in that game and I think we're just getting such a big number here for a team that's played pretty good and and yeah I like the Sabres on the road yeah I'm with you I like Buffalo they're plus 225 in Edmonton like you said the over under six and a half uh, it comes down to the, the the Oilers aren't set defensively yet they they got better defensively as the year went on but that was starting from being poor so people were giving them a lot of credit for for being like a good defensive team but they were comparing it to, to where the oilers were before they were good. like they started to improve which is like you could say you're a better defensive team i want to have called them a good defensive team last year uh jack campbell has struggled in that the sabers are plucky uh pesky uh team we said early on this season in our preseason uh preview podcast like this is a team that you're going to want to bet at big numbers they're going to punch up well so in a, a matchup like this, the goaltending should be pretty close to a wash. Um, there's always a chance that the Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl blood and thunder show just completely wipe the Sabres off the board. But the numbers are already telling you that that's a pretty good possibility. Uh, so I think Sabres north of two to one, a banger of a dog. Uh, not as big as the Coyotes, but still delicious. Uh, yeah. Another thing I'll watch for is Sabres team total because they've looked threatening. And I think with how Edmonton's played so far, like to see them hold that Buffalo to below three goals in this game would be somewhat surprising. And that'll probably be around plus money. So that'll be one I'm watching for sure. And yeah, another angle I think that could help Buffalo, it's easy to say, and obviously like it's different to put into practice versus McDavid and Dreisaitl, but if they can avoid taking penalties, which isn't that right. taking, you know, just holding it to a reasonable total and not letting Edmonton just get three power play goals, four power play goals, that could go a long way. And that's definitely, I think something we'll see them looking to do. Yeah, I think we, we've seen it already with the Oilers. They've they've fallen behind and just relied on the power play to get them back into game. So uh, th- this team, they're, they're a little bit of a paper tiger right now, I would say. Uh, we do owe 
the Philadelphia Flyers a little bit of an apology. Start off the season two and oh, wins over the Canucks. Uh, that one fully deserved too. They were they were good in that game. Uh, and the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, in in the opener. The Flyers plus two thirty now. They they they're taking a step up in class against the Tampa Bay Lightning, minus two seventy five. Uh, Tampa Bay doing what they always do. They're sluggish out of the gates as always. One and two to start. They lost to Pittsburgh and the Rangers. They beat the Blue Jackets. I've got nothing here. I think this is probably not the time you want to buy in on the Flyers after the two wins and and uh, Tampa Bay losing two out of three. So the number is a little not not. It's just not high enough for me to be involved. I'd, I'd much rather take a shot on on Buffalo than Philadelphia here. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's just one there's kind of valid angles for both teams. Philly are clearly playing pretty hard, and I don't think this is the time to to think it's a smash spot to back Tampa to bounce back. But like you said, the Bolts are one and two. They're going to start clicking into gear. So, yeah, for me, I think it's just a good time to pass on this game. That That's a 7 p.m. puck drop, another 7 p.m. puck drop. The Anaheim Ducks, they've been treating you pretty well uh, in terms of a team you like to fade there, plus 150 right now against the New Jersey Devils, who are minus 175. The over-under here is six. The Devils are a team, I think, profiles as a terrible favorite because of the goaltending, 787 save percentage right now. Uh, and obviously that number will tick up a little bit, but we saw them have the worst goaltending in the league last year, and they didn't really do much to get better. They brought in Vitek Vanacek, but he's not he's not the, the solution to this problem. Um, that makes me very wary of laying this kind of number with the devils. You just never know when Mackenzie Blackwood or Vanacek is just going to stumble the ducks. They just got pasted by the Rangers. They were pasted by the Islanders over the weekend. They look like a mess. So this number is, is not big enough on Anaheim either, especially on the back to back. If it keeps going up, like if, if it gets out of hand, uh, sure, maybe I'll, I'll be into it just because I would bet against Mackenzie Blackwood if they're like plus plus one seventy. Uh, But I don't know if we're going to see a 20 cent move. No. And I, I think one angle. So for sure, I think the over is a strong play. There are some early openers that had five and a half at minus 135. I posted that easy play. Same with they open at six and plus 100. Still hanging around that. I think that's a great play. And, and we're only going to see that line move. Anaheim, they pissed us off on opening night, stealing a win over the Kraken when we were on the Kraken. I think a lot of people were on the Kraken, but they never deserved that game. And the next two nights uh, I've been all over playing against the Ducks uh, puck line plus money. And they've just been getting absolutely just caved in at five on five. They're giving up a ton of chances. I thought it was the same story tonight versus the Rangers. It was almost our puck line bet should have never even been a sweat because of how ugly it was. They're getting, I don't know how they got four goals on the board, but they did. And I just think even with how shaky the devils have been, this is kind of a good spot to get in on them to finally get the win. I think. And one thing, like for all the Devils fans that are going to complain about the goaltending, which has been suspect, the Detroit game, I think you're giving up three or four no matter what. And that was playing in a pretty favorable spot. And so with that, I think the over played with the Devils is is a good angle to attack on this game. I think something like five, three Devils just makes a lot of sense to me. So yeah, I like a, if you want to just play the over six and be a little safer, I think that's a strong play. Or if you want to play them both together and hope the Ducks uh, allow another big number in this game, Devils probably still give up two or three themselves. I think that's a strong angle as well. Yeah, Devils 5-2 loss to Philadelphia and then a 5-2 loss to the Red Wings. As you said, that was a great schedule spot for the Devils. The Red Wings run a back-to-back. Uh, and they still, and that was a home opener and a home opener that uh, featured plenty of fire Lindy chants. Uh, from the devil's crowd. Yeah. And if, ne- never a good thing to hear fire Lindy no, uh, or I, fire your coach at the home opener. 
and that spot has been so good to teams this year and last year back uh, home favorites on a back-to-back -back yep. crushing so that's that's something i'm liking about that game but yeah of course the devils did already blow one of the i think there's only been two teams that have blown that spot so far this season so yeah that's uh good on the devils but i think the other thing yeah so if you have a lindy rough first coach fire ticket which was one of the ones we talked about in some of the season previews that is looking good <laughs> i think that's it tomorrow night if they do blow it i, I kind of don't think they will and I still kind of think it's going to get ugly early on. But if they lose tomorrow, I, I think we could see Burnett just move to head coach pretty quickly. You could argue that that Ruff's biggest competition in that market right now is Bruce Boudreaux and his Vancouver Canucks are on a back-to-back. -back. They're plus 105 uh, underdogs on the road at Columbus, minus 125. The over-under here is six. Vancouver became the first team in NHL history to start a season by blowing back-to-back-to-back multi-goal leads to lose uh, to start 0-3. So yeah, t hats off to the Canucks with all the hype kind of surrounding them entering the year. Really tough pill to swallow for this team. You might be getting a pretty good buy low opportunity on Vancouver against Columbus. I think I'll be, on, be in on Vancouver. I want to see if it, we can get a plus 110. I think plus 105 is still fine. It's, the Blue Jackets, to me, stylistically, are the type of team that Vancouver should be able to beat. They... Yeah, they, they can score, but without line A, that offense is muted a little bit. And Vancouver should be able to run rampant over that defense. It turns it into a little bit of a seesaw, and you'd bet on Vancouver, especially as an underdog, even in a back-to-back. -back. And like you said, home favorites, when the other team is traveling on the back-to-back, -back, they, they, they've they been crushing. But I'm, I'm willing to go against that here because I think that we haven't seen the bottom for this Blue Jackets team. They just can't defend. Yeah, they're looking pretty bad, too. It's definitely – I'm not – not playing the Blue Jackets. I could see it being a pretty high scoring game. And I think the overs a uh, very reasonable play. But yeah, when I think back about the Canucks first game, and I, this is their team I kind of like to cheer for this year, and they're up 3-0. And now it's three games later, and they still have no, no points on the board. And they've blown three leads. So it's been pretty ugly. Uh, that's hockey, baby. That's why we do it. That kind of pain. Um, but every once in a while, you'll see the light. It's like, it's like when you're golfing and you're playing terrible and then, you know, I always play terrible, uh, but you, you, you have a fun time on the 18th hole and you're like, right, I guess I'll come back. That's, that's the NHL betting. Uh, another 7 PM puck drop Boston also on a back-to-back -back traveling to Ottawa. This one's a pick them right now. The over under six and a half, the Bruins, man. I heard someone, I think it might've been Jeff Merrick on the 32 thoughts podcast said that Vegas was the team of the week for the first week of the season. And they mentioned maybe it was Calgary. I think it might be the Bruins. Uh, kind of the expectations for the, that were set before the season because of the injuries, the coaching change. You could still punt, kind of have question marks about their goaltending. I know you and I are high on Swayman and Olmark as a tandem. Uh, they come out firing. Uh, with with three wins at the gate, obviously one was against the Coyotes, but one against the Caps, uh, and then tonight as well. Monday, that's a Monday night game. That said, this price looks a little inflated on Boston on the road on the back to back. Yeah, that's the way I'm seeing it too. Boston have been great, and for me, this is just all the spot. Boston have played a tough slate. They've already got that win over Florida, the win in on Long Island, so definitely respect that the Bruins have been playing good, but I think it's Ottawa are going to get moving in the right direction this game or this season. This is just a huge spot for them. And obviously that doesn't mean they have to win, but it's just, it's one where if they're going to be improved at all this year, they should be taking this game. 
and I'm kind of willing to bank on them coming out with a much stronger effort than we've seen so far. We talked about the Sabres and Oilers. We both like the Sabres, big number plus 225. This is an interesting one. Probably the, if, if you ask casual people, what's the game of the night? They'd choose Knights plus 135, traveling to Calgary to take on the Flames minus 155, the over under six and a half. Obviously, if you ask us, it's, it's Sabres, Oilers. Uh, the Golden Knights, like I just said, you know, people are talking about them being the team of the weekend. You could definitely make a solid argument that they were. The goaltending looks good. Uh, Bruce Cassidy even admitted that neither one of his goalies has let in a bad goal yet, which is something you don't really hear out of Bruce Cassidy. Uh, he's, he's usually pretty tough on his teams. And their five on five numbers look good. Calgary's obviously been a wagon. I think it's fair to upgrade them already after just a few performances because, you know, Daryl Sutter team, they're just so steady that they're not going to like blip. Like they're not just gonna have like great blip and then, you know, plummet and then blip up again. Uh, this is, this is probably a, a team that will, yeah, every team goes through dips and dies, but the, the margin bars are just not going to be crazy. So um, they're really good, but I think this number's too high in Calgary. I like, I like Vegas. Like I said, the five of five numbers look good. They're deep down the middle, which is a big thing against the flames, right? You, you, you're looking at Lindholm, Kadri, Backland as as the the spine for Calgary, and then Vegas can counter with Eichel, uh, Stevenson, and Carlson. It's not bad, so I don't hate a hate a bet here on, on Vegas as a as a big favorite. Plus one thirty five is good enough for me. Yeah, I'm I'm just in the middle, but I can definitely see your angle there, and I, maybe Calgary coming in a little overvalued too. Like I. Even when I just think of all the people I know that are Flames fans, they're talking about how they already beat Edmonton, they already beat Avalanche and what the games look like. But we talked about it on the podcast last week, how that spot set up for Calgary compared to Colorado. Like they were, you didn't really beat the Avalanche in like a a game they gave like cared about. So to me, I don't think you want to put too much credit in that yet. But yeah, I, I think it's just one I want to watch and see. And like, as a fan, I agree. It's going to be a great game. And I definitely want to see how Vegas do in uh a tougher spot because they have had an easier slate of competition, but yep. that have looked really strong so far playing those games. Yeah, definitely step up in class here for the Knights. Uh, the 930 puck drop is uh, the Kings. They're plus 135 against the Predators, plus minus 155. The over-under here is six. This, this is more of a bet against the Predators. I don't like the spot for Los Angeles. They just played an overtime game against Detroit on, on the road. Now they travel to Nashville. But I continue to think that the Predators are going to be overvalued and your minus 155 is just too high for this team. And against a team that is coming coming into the year, people would probably say these two teams are neck and neck in, in terms of talent overall expectations. Uh, so then you you kind of adjust for home ice, you adjust for the rest advantage for Nashville and, and you're sure they should be a favorite, but minus 155 is too much. So I like Los Angeles at plus 135. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite there, but I fully agree. I'm, I'm higher on the Kings. Like if they were playing a series tomorrow, I'd be... Definitely like in the Kings number, whatever is probably set at, but we'll see in the early going if, if Nashville can bounce back in this spot at home, which which has been really strong for teams. But yeah, I think uh, it'd be Kings or nothing for me, for sure. I put this one at the end of my list for the rundown uh, because I have I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm an Islander fan. I don't have anything on the game. So I kind of want to just let you take over on Sharks there, plus 170 against the Islanders, minus 200. The over-under is five and a half. I'm a little surprised that we're seeing the Islanders as a minus 200 favorite this early in the season, especially when they closed minus 170-ish against the Ducks. So it might be a tad inflated. Um, then again, the Sharks, they're 0-4. They've looked terrible. 
I know you generally go against them. So I'm willing to be talked into a bet on San Jose here, but I want to hear what you have to say. For me, I, I'd stick with the Islanders or nothing. I, I like where, where your team is at. I think uh, they play very respectfully versus Florida. They got the big win versus Anaheim that they deserved. For me, I, I wouldn't really want to count on, on them blowing this spot to get two points that they really need. I think they're the better team. And, and yeah, but again, minus 200, kind of close. Yeah. And yeah, so that's kind of my thoughts on that. And, and same, I might have leaned towards a pit, uh, play on the under, but they kind of, the book set that lower than I might have hoped as well. And, and we're onto that one. So, yeah, I think we'll probably see Simeon Varlamov uh, for the Islanders for this one. The They have uh, the Devils on Thursday night, and I'm assuming that Lambert will want Varlamov to get a game in before they do the back to back, the Florida two step over the weekend. Uh, so just keep an eye on for that. All right, uh, on that note, we will move to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, October the 18th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. I'll go first. I like the Vegas Golden Knights. They're plus 135. I think this is a good sell-high spot on Calgary. The Flames, they came out gangbusters this season, went over the defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche. They win a battle of Alberta very handily. They look like world beaters, and they're one of the best teams in the league. That said, Vegas also coming out of the gates on fire. Questions about their quality of competition, sure. But everything about the Knights really checks out. And one thing that Bruce Cassidy did so well with the Boston Bruins was get them to tilt the ice at 5-on-5. Five five. And right now, it looks like Vegas is starting to do that. It's early, but I'm encouraged. I think it's a good number on Vegas at plus 135. So give me those Golden Knights on the road. Okay, and for my best bet, I'm going to go with the Devils, Moneyline, and the Over. I think at plus 204, it's a play that's going to hit at a way higher percentage of time than that suggests. If they win this game, it's going to go over such a high portion of the time. With with everything we've seen from the Ducks and Devils, I think that's that's fairly likely. And if you want to keep it safe, I think just the Over at, as of the time, at the time of recording is another strong option. But yeah, I like the Devils with the, the Over as a parlay. The Sabres as our favorite underdog, plus 225 in Edmonton. For me, the Vegas Golden Knights plus 135 in Calgary. For Nick, the Devils over single game parlay, uh, better than two to one. And with that, another episode of Line Change is in the book. And just a reminder, NHL favorites minus 200 or shorter this season are now 12 and two. And both of those losses came at the expense of the Toronto Maple Leafs. For Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. We'll see you again on Thursday morning. <laughs>